he has seen things in person that most of us only see through our TV. Today, a TV cameraman who has traveled all over the world and witnessed some of the biggest news stories and people of our time shares what he's learned from meeting people from all walks of life and what we can do in our own world to connect with each other. Hi, I'm Matt Hayes, and you're about to meet stranger number 47 on the Meet a Stranger podcast. Today's stranger was introduced to me at a holiday meetup in Old San Juan when he was visiting Puerto Rico. Now, as a veteran TV cameraman for a national TV network, he has seen the good and the bad in the world. He's worked on interviews with everyone ranging from everyday people all the way to sitting presidents of the United States. He's worked to help us be able to witness some of the biggest news stories in our lifetime, all from the comfort of our own home. So I had to learn about how he views the world from everything that he has seen. Hearing him get emotional about what he's learned about life really hit home with me, and I know his perspective will leave something with you as well. Take a listen. So I've learned that you have been traveling the world and putting a camera in people's faces and locations and shots for many, many years. Tell me a little bit about your career and what that's been like. Well, I've been with the company for 40 years at this point, and naturally with any company with that type of longevity, you have four or five different shops. Yeah. And at one point, I was a travel editor with machines, 12 cases, 1,400 pounds going around the world for the news division. And they would send you to Bogota, Colombia. I went to the emperor's funeral in Japan, Hirohito. I was in Tiananmen Square when that went down. Then I elevated and became a camera person, so some of the shoots were different. I was down in Pablo Escobar when he escaped, covering that story. A lot of political stories in the United States. You follow a candidate around for three or four months. Um, New York stories all the time. Anytime you see a correspondent at the end of their story, on the streets of New York, Philadelphia, Washington, doing there what we call a stand-up, and that's the type of work I'm doing. You have a front row seat to so many of the things that we see around the world on TV, and you're the one that's creating and getting this shot that so many of us see at home. What does that responsibility feel like? It can be um, very difficult at times. You know, you have the elements, the sun is in the wrong place, the correspondent can't remember his lines. What they give you to do when you get there, you need different equipment that's now back in New York. It's not something you have access to. Mm-hmm. And also there's the element of being a um, pool person where the networks combine their efforts. They choose one cameraman to go into the White House and shoot. And so when you're the pool person, it's a little more difficult, a little more, you're a little more nervous about it. But you meet a lot of people. You'll sit down and do an interview with somebody, not me, I'm shooting. But after the interview, very often the guests will like to stay there and talk. And you sit and just chat about their life, where they're going, what you've done. And um, it's very rewarding. It really is. Tell me more about that. What have you learned about humans over time from all the people that you have interviewed or have been around the interviews uh, that you've been a part of? To quote Reba McIntyre, she says, I know if you give a person a smile, they'll smile back. Mm. That's the way it is. It's a lot of it. Some of the people are very snotty and nasty, and others are just warm and friendly. And you can never tell exactly what the other person's going to be like yeah. until you've been around them for a little bit. What do you learn? Oh, my goodness. You learn about other people's values in life, what they cherish, you know, what their family life is like. Are they divorced? Are they married? Are they happy? Do you drink heavily? Do you don't drink? You know, are you religious? And it's just, it's, you get to look into a lot of different aspects of humanity yeah. through the camera. 
And of course, you do go to some natural disasters. Well, down in Haiti, when they had the earthquake down there, you were down there going through the hospitals, shooting people that were injured, looking at injuries that were pretty severe, knowing there's not much medical attention they can give them. And other times, you're at Christmas parties. You know, it's, it's a wide variety of things. When you're in those situations like Haiti or a natural disaster and you see some of the the sadness that we see from humanity on the news does that affect you in that moment how do you feel how how are you able do you get emotional do you get involved in the story or do you find a way to be able to separate it in that moment i just find that um i'm very lucky where i live and where i grew up and uh, my kids and grandkids don't realize how lucky they are you know, you look at poverty, you look at injuries, you look like flooding where people have lost their entire house. And um, sometimes you want to help, you make donations. You can't physically help because you're on a schedule. They send you in, they send you out. But you help in any way you can. I'm a ferocious blood donor. You know, every 62 days I give blood because it's a gift of life. And again, I really think that uh, the younger generation, I say the younger generation, Jesus, I sound like my parents now, <laughs> but they truly don't know how lucky they have it. You know, um, it's just amazing. And once or twice when I was traveling with my kids when they were younger and we'd go past like the slums in New York City or in Philadelphia, I'd point out a building. I said, how would you like to live there? Oh, no. Oh, no, Dad. No, no, no. I go, you're welcome. And now that um, my kids are older and have their kids, they're starting to see the same thing. Yeah. They realize that they are lucky and that their kids don't know it yet. Well, hopefully they can do the same and be able to teach them and be able to pass that on like you did. Well, I, I hope so. It's, it's an evolution. Yeah. You know, it's something you don't realize was passed on to you until you're an adult. Yeah. Like your work ethic, what time you can get up, what time you can function, are you at meetings on time? That comes from your parents yeah. and how you're brought up. Yeah. And it's just, um, I'm worried about my grandkids. I really am. I don't know where a lot of this political process is going, but I'm glad that um, I'm not going to have to live their lives. Is there anything that you personally have learned about yourself from what you have seen in the world and what... Uh, from any like a particular conversation that you might have had that something you might have learned about yourself that you didn't realize I just realized that I'm nothing in the world you are so small so insignificant and um, what are you left with you're left with a tombstone with your name on it is there any pass down you hope your kids but have I made any impact on the world I don't think so and when I'm gone they won't know I'm gone you ever take your hand out of a bowl of water how fast that fills in, Yeah, that's our lives, all of us. You've mentioned to me before that you will sometimes sit down with somebody in front of, on camera and ask questions about their lives. The roles are reversed here a little bit. So when you're sitting down and, and exploring a conversation with somebody, how do you know what questions to ask? How do you explore your curiosity in that moment? And how can someone that's listening that might be sitting with their family members or a friend want to be able to spark a conversation and be able to have a deeper conversation? You do it all the time. What would you suggest to someone that how they would start that with somebody? Well, as you and I had discussed, you very often ask the first question. And then you sit back and you don't say boo. Because there's a natural tendency to fill in that void. And police use that all the time. They'll, they will start the question and they'll just sit back and the person wants to fill in that void. Yeah. And you, you pick up on some things that they say, some things they don't say. Back when I was doing audio, I had a mic, George Bush Jr. Mm-hmm. 
And we were, we were in the room, there was just five of us, and he's talking about that people pray for him, and he's very has a lot of responsibilities and all that. And I said to him, well, my daughter prays for you. She's a very good popular uh, follower of yours. And my daughter at that time was 16, just learning about politics. And he goes, what's your daughter's name? I go, Kristen. He goes, well, you tell Kristen. I said, hey. <laughs> so it's like, well, thank you, Mr. President. Yeah. You know, it's, it's simple things. You just start talking. My wife had to go to a dinner with a prominent news person. And they were seated at the same table. And she was very upset because she didn't know about the Nicaraguans and Contra. She didn't have any clue about that. What am I going to talk to this person about? He's world-renowned. He's on the television. Everyone respects him. After the dinner, I said, what would you talk about? She goes, our kids. Perfect. If you could give a message to the world of what something that you're just really passionate about, what would it be? Donate blood. It's the gift of life. Yeah. Everyone needs it at some point in their life. It that. truly is. And that. I mean that. That's... that's um, <laughs> One of the things that's very important to me. It's easy to look at our world, this little bubble that we live in, and just know what we know from what we see. But this world is so much bigger than we realize. Taking a minute to listen, to learn, to understand what others have seen, what others have experienced, can really remind us how lucky we are to be alive and how important it is to learn from others. I received a text from stranger number 47 not too long ago while he was out giving blood, keeping to his word. You know, I realize I have never done that. And as a thank you to you, sir, I'm going to donate for the very first time very soon. I'm going to do my part. You keep doing yours. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And thank you, friend, for taking a moment to meet a stranger today. If something in today's interview sparks something inside of you, I'd love to hear about it. You can slide into my DMs on all those evil social media channels. Instagram is the best way, at go meet a stranger or at Matt Hayes. You can find links to those in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Matt Hayes. Onward.